Prakrina param padam tadah padanti SB 10.2.32. Even having attained that param padam, having merged into the impersonal Brahman, he falls again to the material world. In this way, the conditioned soul undergoes a great struggle for existence in this material world, and therefore the Lord, out of compassion for him, appears in this world and instructs him. Thus the Lord says in Bhagavad Gita, 4.7. Yada yada hai dharmatsaya glanir bhavati baradam hyatsvanaman hermatsaya tadatmanam srajami atom. Whenever, and wherever there is a decline in religious practice, O descendant of Barata, and a predominant rise of irreligion, at that time I descend myself. The real Dharma is to surrender unto Krishna, but the rebellious living entity, instead of surrendering to Krishna, engages in an harma, in a struggle for existence to become like Krishna. Therefore out of compassion Krishna creates this material world to give the living entity a chance to understand his real position. Bhagavad Gita and similar Vedic literatures are presented so that the living being may understand his relationship with Krishna. Vedis Kasarvaratam Eva Vedaya BG 15.15 All these Vedic literatures are meant to enable the human being to understand what he is, what his actual position is, and what his relationship is with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is called Brahmajijmasa. Every conditioned soul is struggling, but human life provides the best chance for him to understand his position. Therefore this verse says, Anugrahastan nivradeh, indicating that the false life of repeated birth and death must be stopped and the conditioned soul should be educated. This is the purpose of the creation. The creation does not arise whimsically, as atheistic men think. Asatiyam apratistham tejagad aharanisvaram aparasparasam yudam kim enyat kamahetukam. They say that this world isn't real, that there is no foundation and that there is no God in control. It is produced of sex desire and has no cause other than lust. BG 16.8 Atheistic rascals think that there is no God and that the creation has taken place by chance, just as a man and woman meet by chance and the woman becomes pregnant and gives birth to a child. Actually, however, this is not the fact. The fact is that there is a purpose for this creation to give the conditioned soul a chance to return to his original consciousness, Krishna consciousness, and then return home, back to Godhead, and be completely happy in the spiritual world. In the material world the conditioned soul is given a chance to satisfy his senses, but at the same time he is informed by Vedic knowledge that this material world is not his actual place for happiness. Janmam BG 14.9 one must stop the repetition of birth and death. Every human being, therefore, should take advantage of this creation by understanding Krishna and his relationship with Krishna and in this way return home, back to Godhead. SB 9.24.59 Text 59 Text Aksagin inam patibhira shurin rapalanchin ahbuva akramaya manaya abhare Word for word meanings. Aksaginium, of kings possessing great military power, Patibhya, by such kings or government, Ashurai, actually demons, because they do not need such military power but creative unnecessarily, Nrapalanchine, who are actually unfit to be kings, although they have somehow taken possession of the government, Buva, on the surface of the earth, Akramayamanaya, aiming at attacking one another, and Haraya, paving the way, for Diminishing the number of demons on the surface of the earth, Kratayudayama, enthusiastic, they spend all the revenue of the state to increase military power. Translation. Although the demons who take possession of the government are dressed like men of government, they do not know the duty of the government. Consequently, by the arrangement of God, such demons, who possess great military strength, fight with one another, and thus the great burden of demons on the surface of the earth is reduced. The demons increase their military power by the will of the Supreme, so that their numbers will be diminished and the devotees will have a chance to advance in Krishna consciousness. PURPORT As stated in Bhagavad Gita, 4.8, Paratranayas and Hunam Vanasayakadaskritam. The Santas, the devotees of the Lord, are always eager to advance the cause of Krishna consciousness so that the conditioned souls may be released from the bondage of birth and death. But the Asuras, the demons, impede the advancement of the Krishna consciousness movement, and therefore Krishna arranges occasional fights between different Asuras who are very much interested in increasing their military power. 
The duty of the government or king is not to increase military power unnecessarily. The real duty of the government is to see that the people of the state advance in Krishna consciousness. For this purpose, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, 4.13, Katarvarnaya Mayas Rastam Guna Karma Vidhagasa. According to the three modes of material nature and the work ascribed to them, the four divisions of human society were created by me. There should be an ideal class of men who are bona fide Brahmanas, and they should be given all protection. Nano Brahmani Devayago Brahmana Hitayasirka. Krishna is very fond of Brahmanas and cows. The Brahmanas promulgate the cause of advancement in Krishna consciousness, and the cows give enough milk to maintain the body in the mode of goodness. The Ksatriyas and the government should be advised by the Brahmanas. Next, the Vaisyas should produce enough foodstuffs, and the Sudras, who cannot do anything beneficial on their own should serve the three higher classes, the Brahmanas, Ksatriyas and Vaisyas. This is the arrangement of the Supreme Personality of Godhead so that the conditioned souls will be released from the material condition and return home, back to Godhead. This is the purpose of Krishna's descent on the surface of the earth, Paratranayas and Unam Vanasayakadaskritam. Everyone must understand Krishna's activities, Janma Karma Kami Divayam left square bracket BG. 4.9 right square bracket. If one understands the purpose of Krishna's coming to this earth and performing his activities, one is immediately liberated. This liberation is the purpose of the creation and Krishna's descent upon the surface of the earth. Demons are very much interested in advancing a plan by which people will labor hard like cats, dogs and hogs, but Krishna's devotees want to teach Krishna consciousness, so that people will be satisfied with plain living and Krishna conscious advancement. Although demons have created many plans for industry and hard labor, so that people will work day and night like animals, this is not the purpose of civilization. Such endeavors are jagatagata, that is, they are meant for the misfortune of the people in general. Ksaya, such activities lead to annihilation. One who understands the purpose of Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, should seriously understand the importance of the Krishna consciousness movement and seriously take part in it. One should not endeavor for agrikarma, or unnecessary work for sense gratification. Nunam Pramada Kurut Vikarma Yad Indriya Prataya Apranoti SB 5.5.4 Simply for sense gratification, people make plans for material happiness. Maya Sukhaya Baramadva Hapilvamadvan SB 7.9.43 They do this because they are all the Madhas, rascals. For flickering happiness, People waste their human energy, not understanding the importance of the Krishna consciousness movement but instead accusing the simple devotees of brainwashing. Demons may falsely accuse the preachers of the Krishna consciousness movement, but Krishna will arrange a fight between the demons in which all their military power will be engaged and both parties of demons will be annihilated. SB 9.24.60 Text 60 Text Karmani Aparamiani Manasapis Uresvare Satis Ankarsanis Takor Bhagavan Babhiasudana. Word for word meanings. Karmani, activities, Aparamiani, immeasurable, unlimited, Manasa Api. Even by such plans perceived within the mind, Sura Isvare, by the controllers of the universe like Brahma and Shiva, Satis Ankarsana, along with Sankarsana, Baladeva, Takor, performed, Bhagavan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Madhusudana, the killer of the Madhu demon. Translation. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, with the cooperation of Sankarsana, Balarama, performed activities beyond the mental comprehension of even such personalities, as Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva. Left square bracket for instance, Krishna arranged the battle of Hiruksatra to kill many demons for the relief of the entire world right square bracket. SB 9.24.61. Text 61. Text. Kalajanasaya mananam dukhasokatamo nudamanagrahaya bhaktanam supunayam vyabhanadyasa. Word for word meanings. Kala, in this age of Kali, Janasaya mananam, of the conditioned souls who will take birth in the future, dukhasokatamahnudam, to minimize their unlimited unhappiness and lamentation, which are caused by ignorance, anagrahaya, just to show mercy, bhaktanam, to the devotees, supunayam, very pious, transcendental activities, viabinate, expanded, yasa, his glories or reputation. Translation. 
to show causeless mercy to the devotees who would take birth in the future in this age of Kali, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, acted in such a way that simply by remembering him one will be freed from all the lamentation and unhappiness of material existence. Left square bracket in other words, he acted so that all future devotees, by accepting the instructions of Krishna consciousness stated in Bhagavad Gita, could be relieved from the pangs of material existence right square bracket. Purport. The Lord's activities of saving the devotees and killing the demons, Paratranaeus and Hunam Vanessaicadoscritum left square bracket BG 4.8 right square bracket, take place side by side. Krishna actually appears for the deliverance of the Santas, or Bactus, but by killing the demons he shows them mercy also, for anyone killed by Krishna is liberated. Whether the Lord kills or gives protection, he is kind to both the demons and the devotees. SB 9.24.62. Text 62. Text. Yasmin Sabkarna Pius Yasister Thaver Sacratsratrangelir Pas Prasayad Unut Karma Vasanam. Word for word meanings. Yasmin, in the history of the transcendental activities of Krishna upon the surface of the earth, Sabkarna Pius, who pleases the demands of the transcendental, purified ears, Yasahir Thaver, keeping oneself in the best of holy places by hearing the transcendental activities of the Lord, Sakrat, once only, immediately, Sratraangela, in the form of hearing the transcendental message, a Prasaya, touching, exactly like the water of the Gangs, Dunut, destroys, Karma Vasanam, the strong desire for fruitive activities. Translation. Simply by receiving the glories of the Lord through purified transcendental ears, the devotees of the Lord are immediately freed from strong material desires and engagement in fruitive activities. Purport. When the devotees orally receive the activities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, as enacted in Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam, they immediately achieve a transcendental vision in which they are no longer interested in materialistic activities. Thus they achieve freedom from the material world. For sense gratification practically everyone is engaged in materialistic activities, which prolong the process of Janmam Ratayu Jaravayadvi left square bracket BG 13.9 right square bracket, birth, death, old age and disease, but the devotee, simply by hearing the message of Bhagavad Gita and further relishing the narrations of Srimad Bhagavatam, becomes so pure that he no longer takes interest in materialistic activities. At the moment, devotees in the Western countries are being attracted by Krishna consciousness and becoming uninterested in materialistic activities, and therefore people are trying to oppose this movement. But they cannot possibly check this movement or stop the activities of the devotees in Europe and America by their artificial impositions. Here the words Sartrangelir Prasaya indicate that simply by hearing the transcendental activities of the Lord the devotees become so pure that they are immediately immune to the contamination of materialistic fruitive activities. Anyabhilasatasunayam left square bracket back to your Samrata Sindhu Anyabhilasatasunayam Jnana Karmadiyanavramanukulayena Krishnanusilinam Bhaktirodama. One should render transcendental loving service to the Supreme Lord Krishna favorably and without desire for material profit or gain through fruitive activities or philosophical speculation. That is called pure devotional service. Back to your Samrata Sindhu 1.1.111.1.11 right square bracket materialistic activities are unnecessary for the soul, and therefore the devotees are freed from such activities. The devotees are situated in liberation, Brahmabhaya Kalpit left square bracket BG 14.26 right square bracket, and therefore they cannot be called back to their material homes and materialistic activities. SB 9.24.63 SB 9.24.64 SB 9.24.63-64 Text 63-64 Text Word for word meanings. Baja, assisted by the Baja dynasty, Vrasni, and by the Vrasnis, and Taka. 
and by the Antipas, Madhu, and by the Mantis, Surasena, and by the Surasenas, Dasarvake, and by the Dasarvakas, Slaganaya, by the praiseworthy, Ayata, endeavoring, Sasvat, always, Kurus Rajaya Pandabhi, assisted by the Pandavas, Kurus and Srajayas, Snigta, affectionate, Smiga, smiling, Ixita, being regarded as, Udare, magnanimous, Vakaya, the Instructions, Vikramalaya, the pastimes of heroism in Artlakam, human society, Ramayamasa, pleased, Murtaya, by his personal form, Sarvangaramaya, the form that pleases everyone by all parts of the body. Translation. Assisted by the descendants of Baja, Vrasni, Antika, Madhu, Surasena, Dasarta, Kuru, Srajaya and Pandu, Lord Krishna performed various activities. By his pleasing smiles, his affectionate behavior, his instructions and his uncommon pastimes like raising the Lord Hannah Hill, the Lord, appearing in his transcendental body, pleased all of human society. PURPORT The words Nralakam Ramayam Asamurtaya Sarvangaramaya are significant. Krishna is the original form. Bhagavan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is therefore described here by the word Murtaya. The word Murti means form. Krishna, or God, is never impersonal, the impersonal feature is but a manifestation of his transcendental body, Yasaya Prabha Prabhavatal Jagadanda Koti left square bracket B's 5.40 right square bracket. The Lord is Nirakriti, exactly resembling the form of a human being, but his form is different from ours. Therefore the word Sarvangaramaya informs us that every part of his body is pleasing for everyone to see. Apart from his smiling face, every part of his body, his hands, his legs, his chest, is pleasing to the devotees, who cannot at any time stop seeing the beautiful form of the Lord. SB 9.24.65 Text 65 Text Yasayanana Makara Kundalakara Karna Brajit Kapala Subadam Savila Sahasam Matayat Savam Matatrapadra Sidhapabantio Narayo Naras Kamuditah Kupadinimskas Word for Word Meanings Yasaya, whose, Ananam, face, Makarakundalakarakarna, decorated by earrings resembling sharks and by beautiful ears, Bragit, brilliantly decorated, Kapila, Ford, Subadam, declaring all opulences, Savulasahasam, with smiles of enjoyment, Natayatsavam, whenever one sees him, one feels festive, Natatrapa, they could not be satisfied, Drasibhya, by seeing the form of the Lord, Pabantaya, as if drinking through the eyes, Naraya, all the women of Vrindavana, Nara, all the male devotees, cast also, Mudita, fully satisfied, Kupita, angry, Nima, the moment they are disturbed by the blinking of the eyes, cast also. Translation. Krishna's face is decorated with ornaments, such as earrings resembling sharks. His ears are beautiful, his cheeks brilliant, and his smiling attractive to everyone. Whoever sees Lord Krishna sees a festival. His face and body are fully satisfying for everyone to see, but the devotees are angry at the Creator for the disturbance caused by the momentary blinking of their eyes. PURPORT As stated by the Lord Himself in the Bhagavad Gita, 7.3 Manasayanam sahasri sukasadyanati sinhayanatam apisinhanam kasinman veditavvatah Out of many thousands among men, one may endeavor for perfection, and of those who have achieved perfection, hardly one knows me in truth. Unless one is qualified to understand Krishna, one cannot appreciate the presence of Krishna on earth. Among the Bajas, Vrasnis, Antikas, Pandavas and many other kings intimately related with Krishna, the intimate relationship between Krishna and the inhabitants of Vrindavana is especially to be noted. That relationship is described in this verse by the words the inhabitants of Vrindavana especially, such as the coward boys, the cows, the calves, the gopis and Krishna's father and mother, were never fully satisfied, although they saw Krishna's beautiful features constantly. Seeing Krishna is described here as Nityatsava, a daily festival. The inhabitants of Vrindavana saw Krishna almost every moment, but when Krishna left the village for the pasturing grounds, where he tended the cows and calves, the Gopis were very much afflicted, because they saw Krishna walking on the sand and thought that Krishna's lotus feet, which they dared not place on their breasts, because they thought their breasts not soft enough, were being pierced by broken chips of stone. By even thinking of this, the Gopis were affected, and they cried at home. 
These Gopis, who were therefore the exalted friends of Krishna, saw Krishna constantly, but because their eyelids disturbed their vision of Krishna, the Gopis condemned the Creator, Lord Brahma. Therefore the beauty of Krishna, especially the beauty of his face, is described here. At the end of the ninth canto, in the twenty-fourth chapter, we find a hint of Krishna's beauty. Now we are proceeding to the tenth canto, which is considered Krishna's head. The entire Srimad Bhagavata Purana is the embodiment of Krishna's form, and the tenth canto is his face. This verse gives a hint of how beautiful his face is. Krishna's smiling face, with his cheeks, his lips, the ornaments in his ears, his chewing of beetle nuts, all this was minutely observed by the Gopis, who thus enjoyed transcendental bliss, so much, so that they were never fully satisfied to see Krishna's face, but instead condemned the creator of the body for making islands that obstructed their vision. The beauty of Krishna's face was therefore much more appreciated by the Gopis than by his friends the coward boys or even by Yasoda Mana, who was also interested in decorating the face of Krishna. SB 9.24.66 Text 66 Text Jaital Gada Hitra Rahad Vrajaman Hitarful Hab the Ripan Suda Sabani Kritarodarahat Padayati Supirusa Kritabhya Samaj Admanam Admanigamam Prathay Ingenisu Word for Word Meanings Jada, after taking birth as the son of Vasudeva, Gada, went away, Petrarahat, from the houses of his father, Vrajam, to Vrindavana, in Hidartha, to exalt the position, of Vrindavana, Hava, killing there, Ripan, many demons, Sudasabani, hundreds of sons, Kritayurudara, accepting many thousands of wives, the best of women, Adpadaya, begot, Tisu, in them, Purusa, the supreme person, who exactly resembles a human being, Kritabhya, by many sacrifices, Samaj. Worshipped, Atmanam, himself, because he is the person worshipped by all sacrifices, Atmanigamam, exactly according to the ritualistic ceremonies of the Vedas, Prathayan, expanding the Vedic principles, Janisu, among the people in general. Translation the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, known as Lilapurasadama, appeared as the son of Vasudeva but immediately left his father's home and went to Vrindavana to expand his loving relationship with his confidential devotees. In Vrindavana the Lord killed many demons, and afterwards he returned to Dvaraka, where according to Vedic principles he married many wives who were the best of women, begot through them hundreds of sons, and performed sacrifices for his own worship to establish the principles of householder life. PURPORT As stated in Bhagavad Gita, 15.15, Vedas Kasarvaratam Eva Vedaya, by all the Vedas, it is Krishna who is to be known. Lord Shri Krishna, setting an example by his own behavior, performed many ritualistic ceremonies described in the Vedas and established the principles of Grahastha life by marrying many wives and begetting many children just to show people in general how to be happy by living according to Vedic principles. The center of Vedic sacrifice is Krishna, Vedas Kasarvaratam Eva Vedaya. To advance in human life, human society must follow the Vedic principles personally demonstrated by Lord Krishna in his householder life. The real purpose of Krishna's appearance, however, was to manifest how one can take part in loving affairs with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Reciprocations of loving affairs in ecstasy are possible only in Vrindavana. Therefore just after his appearance as the son of Vasudeva, the Lord immediately left for Vrindavana. In Vrindavana, the Lord not only took part in loving affairs with his father and mother, the Gopis and the coward boys, but also gave liberation to many demons by killing them. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, 4.8, Paratranaeus and Hunam Vanasayakaduskritam. The Lord appears in order to protect the devotees and kill the demons. This was fully exhibited by his personal behavior. In Bhagavad Gita the Lord is understood by Arjuna to be Purusam Sasvatam Divayam, the Eternal, Transcendental Supreme Person. Here also we find the words at Padayati Supirusa. Therefore it is to be concluded that the Absolute Truth is Purusa, a person. The impersonal feature is but one of the features of his personality. Ultimately, he is a person, he is not impersonal. And not only is he Purusa, a person, but he is the Lilapurasadama, the best of all persons. SB 9.24.67 Text 67 Text 
Word for word meanings. Prithvaya, on the earth, Sah, he, Lord Krishna, they, indeed, Gurbaram, a great burden, Ksapain, completely finishing, Kirunam, of the personalities born in the Kuru dynasty, Antahsamutsvakalina, by creating enmity between the brothers by disagreement, Yudhi, in the battle of Hiruksatra, Bupakanva, all the demoniac kings, Drastaya, by his glance, Vinhuaya. Cleansing their sinful activities, Vijay, in victory, Jayam, victory, Advyasaya, declaring, the victory for Arjuna, Prasaya, giving instructions, Adhavaya, unto Uttava, Kath, also, Param, transcendental, Samagat, returned, Svadama, to his own place. Translation. Thereafter, Lord Shri Krishna created a misunderstanding between family members just to diminish the burden of the world. Simply by his glance, he annihilated all the demoniac kings on the battlefield of Hiruksatra and declared victory for Arjuna. Finally, he instructed Uddhava about transcendental life and devotion and then returned to his abode in his original form. PURPORT Paratranas and Hunam Vanessa Kadoskritam left square bracket BG 4.8 right square bracket. The mission of Lord Krishna was performed on the battlefield of Hiruksatra, for by the Lord's mercy Arjuna was victorious due to being a great devotee, whereas the others were killed simply by the Lord's glance, which cleansed them of all sinful activities and enabled them to attain Sarupaya. Finally, Lord Krishna instructed Uddhava about the transcendental life of devotional service, and then, in due course of time, he returned to his abode. The Lord's instructions in the form of Bhagavad Gita are full of Jnana and Virajaya. Knowledge and Renunciation In the human form of life, one must learn these two things, how to become detached from the material world and how to acquire full knowledge in spiritual life. This is the Lord's mission, Paratranas and Hunam Vanasayakadaskritam. After executing his complete mission, the Lord returned to his home, Yalokavrandavana. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the ninth canto, 24th chapter, of the Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. End of the ninth canto. Canto 10, the Summambanam. Tenth canto the Summambanam. SB 10 Summary. Summary of the tenth canto. A short description of each chapter of this tenth canto is, as follows. The first chapter, which has 69 verses, describes Maharaja Pariksit's eagerness to learn about the incarnation of Lord Krishna, and it also tells how Kamsa killed the six sons of Devaki because of his fear of being killed by her eighth child. The second chapter contains 42 verses, describing the entrance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, into the womb of Devaki to fulfill his mission of killing Kamsa. When Lord Krishna was within Devaki's womb, all the demigods, headed by Brahma, offered prayers to the Lord. The third chapter contains 53 verses. This chapter describes the appearance of Lord Krishna, as he is. The Lord's father and mother, understanding the Lord's appearance, offered prayers. Fearing Kamsa, the Lord's father brought the child from Mathura to Gokula Vrindavana. The fourth chapter contains 46 verses, which tell of a prophecy by the goddess Kandika. After consulting demoniac friends, Kamsa began killing all the children born at that time, since he thought this would be to his benefit. The fifth chapter contains 32 verses, describing how Nanda Maharaja performed the birth ceremony of Krishna and then went to Mathura, where he met Vasudeva. The sixth chapter contains 44 verses. In this chapter, Nanda Maharaja, following the advice of his friend Vasudeva, returns to Gokula and on the way sees the dead body of the Putana Demonis and is astonished at her having been killed by Krishna. The seventh chapter, which contains 37 verses, describes Maharaja Pariksit's enthusiasm to hear about the boyhood pastimes of Lord Krishna, who killed Sakateshara and Tranavarteshara and showed within his mouth the entire cosmic manifestation. In the 8th chapter there are 52 verses, which describe Gargamuni's performing the name-giving ceremony of Krishna and Balarama and how Krishna and Balarama performed playful childish activities, crawling on the ground, trying to walk with their small legs, and stealing butter and breaking the pots. This chapter also describes the vision of the universal form. The ninth chapter, which has 23 verses, describes how Krishna disturbed his mother while she was churning butter. 
because she left Krishna to see to the stove, where the milk was boiling, and did not allow him to suck her breast, Krishna was very angry and broke a pot of yogurt. To chastise her naughty child, Mother Yasoda wanted to bind him with rope, but every time she tried she failed because of a shortage of rope, when the time came to knot it. In the tenth chapter there are 43 verses. This chapter describes how Krishna, as the Madara, caused the twin Yamalarjuna trees to fall and how the two demigods within the trees were delivered by the mercy of Krishna. In the eleventh chapter there are 59 verses. This chapter describes how Nanda Maharaja released Krishna from the ropes, how Krishna showed his mercy to a fruit seller, while exchanging grains for fruit, and how Nanda Maharaja and others decided to leave Gokula for Vrindavana, where Krishna killed Vatsashura and Bakeshura. Chapter 12 contains 44 verses, describing Krishna's pastimes with the coward boys in the forest and the killing of the demon named Agashura. Chapter 13 contains 64 verses, describing how Brahma stole Krishna's calves and his friends, the coward boys. Krishna expanded his pastimes for one year, representing himself as the calves and boys in forms exactly like their own. In this way he bewildered Brahma, who at last surrendered, when his illusion was over. The 14th chapter contains 61 verses. In this chapter, Brahma offers prayers to Krishna after fully understanding him to be the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The 15th chapter contains 52 verses. This chapter describes how Krishna entered Talavana forest with Balarama, how Balarama killed Dhanavakeshara, and how Krishna protected the coward boys and cows from the poisonous effects of Kaliya. The 16th chapter contains 67 verses. This chapter describes the chastisement of Kaliya by Krishna, and it also describes the prayers offered by Kaliya's wives. In the 17th chapter there are 25 verses. This chapter describes why Kaliya entered the river Yamuna after leaving his home, Nagamaya, one of the Dvipas, which according to some corresponds to the Fiji Islands. This chapter also describes how Garuda was cursed by Sadhariyarsi, how the coward boys, Krishna's friends, were enlivened when Krishna emerged from the Yamuna, and how Krishna stopped the forest fire and saved the sleeping inhabitants of Vraja. The 18th chapter contains 32 verses, giving a description of Krishna and Balarama, their picnics within the forest, the climate of Vrindavana in the summer and the spring, and Lord Balarama's killing of Pralambashara. Chapter 19 contains 16 verses, describing Krishna's entering the forest known as Manjaranaya, saving the coward boys and cows from the forest fire, and bringing them to Bandiravana. Chapter 20 contains 49 verses. This chapter describes the enjoyment of Balarama and Krishna in the forest with the coward boys during the rainy season, and it gives various instructions through analogies concerning the rainy season and autumn. Chapter 21 contains 20 verses, describing how Krishna entered the forest of Vrindavana in the autumn, playing his flute, and how he attracted the Gakis, who were singing his glories. The 22nd chapter contains 38 verses, describing how the Gakis prayed to the goddess Katayani to obtain Krishna as their husband and how Krishna later stole the garments of the Gakis, while the Gakis were bathing in the Yamuna. The 23rd chapter contains 52 verses, describing how the coward boys, being very hungry, followed Krishna's directions by begging some food for him and themselves from Brahmanas engaged in performing yajnas. The Brahmanas refused to give food to Krishna and Balarama, although the boys begged for it, but the wives of the Brahmanas agreed, and therefore Krishna bestowed his mercy upon them. The 24th chapter contains 38 verses, describing how Krishna defied King Indra, despite Indra's position of prestige, by stopping the Indra Yajna and instead worshipping Bhavardhana. The 25th chapter contains 33 verses. As described in this chapter, because the Indra Yajna was stopped, King Indra was very angry, and to kill the inhabitants of Vrindavana, Vraja, he flooded the entire area with rain. Krishna, however, accepted King Indra's challenge by lifting Bhavardhana Hill as an umbrella to protect Vrindavana and all the cows. The 26th chapter contains 25 verses, describing how Nanda Maharaja, seeing the extraordinary activities of Krishna, was struck with wonder, and how he thus narrated for all the coward men the whole story of Krishna's opulence, as foretold by Yorga Muni.
chapter 27, which contains 28 verses, describes how King Indra, upon seeing Krishna's unlimited power, worshipped Lord Krishna, who was fully washed with milk supplied by the Surabhi and who thus became known as Govinda. The 28th chapter contains 17 verses. In this chapter Krishna saves his father, Nanda Maharaja, from the custody of Viruna and shows the coward men how Vakantha Loka is situated. The 29th chapter contains 48 verses, describing how Krishna talked to the Gopis before performing the Razalila and how, after the beginning of the Razalila, Krishna disappeared from the scene. Chapter 30 contains 44 verses, describing how the Gopis, being separated from Krishna, went mad and began to wander in the forest in search of him. The Gopis met Srimati Renharani, the daughter of King Rasabhanu, and they all wandered on the bank of the Yamuna searching for Krishna. Chapter 31 contains 19 verses, describing how the bereaved Gopis waited in great anxiety to meet Krishna. Chapter 32 contains 22 verses. In this chapter, Krishna appears among the Gopis, who are fully satisfied in ecstatic love for him. Chapter 33 contains 39 verses. In this chapter Krishna appears in Voltaforms in the midst of the Gopis, with whom he dances in the Raza dance. Then they all bathe in the river Yamuna. Also in this chapter, Sukadeva mitigates the doubts of Pirixit concerning the performance of the Razalila. Chapter 34 contains 32 verses. This chapter describes how Nanda Maharaja, Krishna's father, was swallowed by a big python, who had been a demigod named Vidyatara but was cursed by Angirirsi. Krishna rescued his father and saved this demigod simultaneously. Chapter 35 contains 26 verses. This chapter describes how Krishna went to the pasturing grounds with the cows, and how the god is sang in separation from him. Chapter 36 contains 40 verses. This chapter describes Krishna's killing of Aristeshara. It also describes Narada's disclosure to Kamsa that both Rama and Krishna were sons of Vasudeva. Because of this disclosure, Kamsa arranged to kill both Rama and Krishna. He sent his assistant Kisi to Vrindavana, and later he sent Akrara to bring Rama and Krishna to Mathura. Chapter 37 contains 33 verses. In this chapter Krishna kills the Kisi demon, Narada worships Krishna by narrating his future activities, and Krishna kills the demon named Vyamashura. Chapter 38 contains 43 verses. This chapter describes how Akrara went to Vrindavana, and how he was received by Ramakrishna and Nanda Maharaja. Chapter 39 contains 57 verses. This chapter describes how Rama and Krishna, having been invited by Kamsa started for Mathura. While they were ready on the chariot, the Gopis began to cry, and Krishna sent his messenger to pacify them. Thus he was able to travel toward Mathura. On the way, Akrara was shown the entire Visnalopa within the water of the Yamuna. Chapter 40 contains 30 verses, in which the prayers of Akrara are described. Chapter 41, which contains 52 verses, describes the entrance of Rama and Krishna into the city of Mathura, where the ladies were very jubilant to see these two brothers. Krishna killed a washerman, glorified Sudama and gave Sudama his benediction. Chapter 42, which contains 38 verses, describes how Krishna delivered Kabja, and how he broke Kamsa's gigantic bow and killed its caretakers. Thus Kamsa and Krishna met. Chapter 43 contains 40 verses. Outside the sporting arena of Kamsa, Krishna killed an elephant named Kuvalayapita. Then he entered the arena and spoke with Kanyura. Chapter 44, which contains 51 verses, describes how Krishna and Balarama killed the wrestlers named Kanyura and Mustika and thereafter killed Kamsa and his eight brothers. Krishna, however, pacified Kamsa's wives and his own father and mother, Vasudeva and Devaki. Chapter 45 contains 50 verses. This chapter describes how Krishna pacified his father and mother and celebrated the enthronement of his grandfather Agrasena. After promising the inhabitants of Vrindavana that he would return very soon, Krishna underwent ritualistic ceremonies as a Ksatriya. He took the vow of Brahmacharya and lived in the Gorakula, where he studied regularly. By killing the demon named Pamkajana, he received a conchal named Pamkajanaya. Krishna rescued the son of his guru from the custody of Yamaraja and returned him. After thus authoring Guru Daksina to repay his teacher, Lord Krishna returned to Mathura Puri. Chapter 46. Contains 49 verses. 
as described in this chapter, Krishna sent Uddhava to Vrindavana to pacify his father and mother, Nanda Maharaja and Yasoda. Chapter 47 contains 69 verses, describing how Uddhava, following Krishna's order, went to pacify the Gopis and then returned to Mathura. Thus Uddhava appreciated the ecstatic love felt for Krishna by the inhabitants of Vrindavana. Chapter 48 contains 36 verses. This chapter describes how Krishna fulfilled the desire of Kabja by going to her house and enjoying her. Krishna then went to the home of Akrara. Satisfied by Akrara's prayers, Krishna praised him very much and sent him to Hastinapura to gather information about the Pandavas. Chapter 49 contains 31 verses. As described in this chapter, Akrara, following Krishna's orders, went to Hastinapura, where he met Vidura and Kunti and heard from them about Dhritarashtra's mistreatment of the Pandavas. Informed of the Pandavas' faith in Krishna, Akrara advised Dhritarashtra, and after understanding Dhritarashtra's mind, he returned to Mathura, where he described everything about the situation in Hastinapura. Chapter 50 contains 57 verses. In this chapter, Jarasandha, having heard that his son-in-law Kamsa was killed, attacked Mathura to kill Rama and Krishna but was defeated 17 times. When Jarasandha was about to attack for the 18th time, Kalayavana, having been advised by Narada, also attacked Mathura. Thus the Yadava dynasty entered a fort in the midst of the water and lived there by mystic power. After giving full protection to the Yadava dynasty and conferring with Lord Daladeva, Lord Krishna emerged from Dvaraka. Chapter 51, which contains 63 verses, describes how Mukulakunda killed Kalayavana simply by glancing upon him. Chapter 52 contains 44 verses. In this chapter, Mukulakunda offers prayers to Krishna, and then Krishna kills all the soldiers of Kalayavana and returns to Dvaraka with their booty. When Jarasandha attacked Mathura again, Rama and Krishna, as if afraid of him, fled to the top of a mountain, to which Jarasandha then set fire. Unseen by Jarasandha, Krishna and Balarama jumped from the mountain and entered Dvaraka, which was surrounded by the sea. Jarasandha, thinking that Krishna and Balarama had been killed returned with his soldiers to his own country, and Krishna continued to live in Dvaraka. Rukmini, the daughter of Vidarbha, was very much attracted to Krishna, and she sent Krishna a letter through a Brahmana. Chapter 53 contains 57 verses. Following Rukmini's request, Krishna went to the city of Vidarbha and kidnapped her in the presence of such enemies as Jarasandha. Chapter 54 contains 60 verses. As described in this chapter, Krishna defeated all the opposing princes and disfigured Rukmini's brother Rukmi. Then Krishna returned with Rukmini to Dvaraka, where they were united in a regular marriage. Rukmi, however, remained in a place known as Bajakita, being angry at his brother-in-law, Krishna. Chapter 55, containing 40 verses, describes the birth of Pradyamna, how Pradyamna was kidnapped by Sambhurashara, and how Pradyamna later killed Sambhurashara and returned to Dvaraka with his wife, Radhadevi. Chapter 56 contains 45 verses. As described in this chapter, King Satrajit, by the mercy of the sun god, received a jewel called Siamantika. Later, when this jewel was stolen, Satrajit necessarily became doubtful of Krishna, but Krishna, to vindicate his position, retrieved the jewel, along with the daughter of Jambavan. Krishna later married Satrajit's daughter and received a full dowry. As described in chapter 57, which contains 42 verses, both Balarama and Krishna went to Hastinapura, having heard about the fire in the Shalak house of the Pandavas. After Satrajit was killed by Satanhanva at the instigation of Akrara and Kritavarma, Balarama and Krishna returned to Dvaraka. Satanhanva left the Siamantika jewel with Akrara and fled to the forest. Thus, although Krishna killed Satanhanva, he was unable to retrieve the jewel. Finally the jewel was discovered and awarded to Akrara. Chapter 58 contains 58 verses. After the Pandavas finished living incognito in the forest, Krishna went to Indraprastha to see them. He then married five wives, headed by Kalindi. After Krishna and Arjuna set fire to the Kandava forest, Arjuna received the Gandiva bow. The demon Mayadanava constructed an assembly house for the Pandavas, and Brayadhana was very much aggrieved. Chapter 59 contains 45 verses. In this chapter, Krishna, at the request of Indra, kills the demon Narakeshara, the son of the earth personified, along with the demon's associates, headed by Mura. 
the earth personified offers prayers to Krishna and returns to him all the paraphernalia that Narakashura has stolen. Krishna then bestows fearlessness upon the son of Narakashura and marries the 16,000 princesses whom the demon kidnapped. Also in this chapter, Krishna takes away the Pirigita plant from the heavenly planets, and the foolishness of Indra and others is described. Chapter 60 contains 59 verses. In this chapter, Krishna makes Rukmini angry with his joking words. Krishna pacifies Rukmini, and there is a lover's quarrel between them. Chapter 61 contains 40 verses. This chapter contains a description of the sons and grandsons of Krishna. At the time of Anuruddha's marriage, Balarama kills Rukmi and breaks the teeth of the king of Kalinga. Chapter 62 contains 33 verses. This chapter begins the discourse concerning the abduction of Yusa, the daughter of Banashara, and the amorous pastimes between Yusa and Anuruddha. It also describes a fight between Anuruddha and Banashara, and how Banashara seized Anuruddha with a snake noose. Chapter 63, which contains 53 verses, describes how the strength of Lord Shiva was defeated in a battle between Banashara and the Yadavas. The Rajvara, having been defeated by the Vaisnavajvara, offered prayers to Krishna. Krishna severed all but four of Bana's 1,000 arms and thus showed him mercy. Krishna then returned to Dvaraka with Yusa and Anuruddha. Chapter 64 contains 44 verses. In this chapter, Krishna liberates King Raga, the son of Iksvaku, from a curse and instructs all kings by explaining the fault in misappropriating the property of a Brahmana. In connection with the deliverance of King Raga, there are instructions for the Yadavas, who were puffed up with pride due to wealth, opulence, enjoyment and so on. Chapter 65 contains 34 verses. As described in this chapter, Lord Daladeva, desiring to see his friends and relatives, went to Gokula. In the months of Ketra and Vaisakha, in the groves by the Yamuna, Lord Balarama performed the Razara Satsava and Yamuna Karsanalilis in the association of his Gopis. As described in Chapter 66, which contains 43 verses, Krishna went to Kasi and then killed Pandraka, as well as his friend the king of Kasi, Sudaksina and others. Chapter 67, which contains 28 verses, describes how Lord Daladeva, while enjoying with many young girls on Ravadaka mountain, vanquished the extremely mischievous Aptavivida, who was the brother of Mainda and a friend of Narakeshur's. Chapter 68 has 54 verses. As described in this chapter, when Samba, the son of Jambavati, kidnapped Laxmana, the daughter of Brayadhana, he was captured in a fight with the Corvus. In order to free him and establish peace, Lord Daladeva went to Hastinapura as a well-wisher. The Corvus, however, were uncooperative, and upon seeing their arrogance, Lord Daladeva began pulling their city of Hastinapura with his plow. The Corvus, headed by Dryadhana, offered prayers to Lord Daladeva, who then returned to Dvaraka with Samba and Laxmana. Chapter 69 contains 45 verses. As described in this chapter, Krishna exhibited his householder life with his 16,000 wives. Even the great sage Narada was astonished at how Krishna, having expanded himself into 16,000 forms, was conducting his householder life. Thus Narada offered prayers to Lord Krishna, and Krishna was very much pleased with him. Chapter 70, which contains 47 verses, describes how Krishna exhibited his daily ritualistic ceremonies, and how he released the kings arrested by Jarasandha. While Lord Krishna was receiving a messenger sent by these kings, Narada came to see Krishna and told him news of the Pandavas. Narada informed Krishna that the Pandavas desired to perform a Rajasuya sacrifice, and Krishna agreed to attend it, but he first asked for Uddhava's decision about whether to give preference to killing King Jarasandha or performing the Rajasuya Yajna. Chapter 71 contains 45 verses, describing the happiness of the Pandavas, when Krishna went to Indraprastha. By the inconceivable desire of Krishna, Jarasandha would be killed, and the Rajasuya Yajna would be performed by Maharaja Yudhisthira. Chapter 72 contains 46 verses. By agreeing to perform the Rajasuya Yajna, Krishna gave Maharaja Yudhisthira great pleasure. This chapter also describes the killing of Jarasandha, the enthroning of his son, and the release of the kings whom Jarasandha had arrested. Chapter 73 contains 35 verses. 
After Lord Krishna released the kings and restored their royal power, he was worshipped by Sahadeva, the son of Jarasandha, and then he returned to Indraprastha with Dima and Arjuna. Chapter 74 contains 54 verses. Maharaja Yudhisthira offered prayers to Krishna and offered him the first worship in the Rajasuya Yajna. To honor the Lord in this way is the foremost duty of every man, but this was intolerable to Sisupala, the king of Sadi. Sisupala began to blaspheme Krishna, who thus severed the king's head from his body and awarded him the salvation called Sarupayamukti. After the conclusion of the Rajasuya sacrifice, Krishna returned to Dvaraka with his queens. Chapter 75 contains 40 verses. As described in this chapter, Maharaja Yudhisthira, after the Rajasuya Yajna, performed the final ritualistic bathing ceremonies. Dryadhana was bewildered in the palace constructed by Vayadanava, and thus he felt insulted. Chapter 76 contains 33 verses, describing how Selva, one of the kings Krishna defeated, when he kidnapped Rukmini, decided to rid the entire world of the Yadavas. To defeat the Yadavas, Selva worshipped Lord Shiva, who rewarded him with an aerial car named Sadha. When Selva fought with the Vrasnas, Pradyamna smashed the car designed by Vayadanava, but he was attacked by Selva's brother, whose name was Dharman. Beaten unconscious by Dharman's club, Pradyamna was carried some distance away from the warfield by his charioteer, but later he lamented having been removed from the battlefield. Chapter 77 contains 37 verses. In this chapter, Pradyamna recovers from his injuries and begins fighting with Selva. When Krishna returned to Dvaraka from Indraprastha, he immediately went to the battlefield where Selva and Pradyamna were fighting. There he killed Selva, although Selva was powerfully equipped with illusory weapons. Chapter 78 contains 40 verses. As described in this chapter, a friend of Selva's named Damtavakra and Damtavakra's brother Viduratha were killed by Sri Krishna. Instead of taking part in the fighting between the Kauravas and the Pandavas, Baladeva, who had been staying at Tverakapuri, went touring holy places. Because of the misbehavior of Ramahursana, Baladeva killed him at Namasaranaya and appointed his son Agrasrava, Sudagasvami, the speaker of Srimad Bhagavatam, to continue the discourses on the Puranas. Chapter 79 contains 34 verses. This chapter describes how the Brahmanas of Namasaranaya advised Baladeva to atone for the death of Ramahursana. After killing a demon named Balvala, Baladeva traveled and bathed in holy places, until he at last came to the battlefield of Thiruksitra, where Bhima and Brayadhana were fighting. Then he returned to Dvaraka and went again to Namasaranaya, where he instructed Versus. Then he left with his wife Ravati. Chapter 80, which contains 45 verses, describes how Sudamavipra, a friend of Krishna's, approached Krishna for money and was worshipped by Krishna, who reminisced with him about their boyhood at the Gorakula. Chapter 81 contains 41 verses. This chapter describes the friendly talks between Krishna and his friend Sudama. Krishna very gladly accepted a gift of flat rice from Sudamavipra. When Sudamavipra returned home, he saw that everything there was wonderfully opulent, and he praised the friendship of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. With the gifts of the Lord, he enjoyed material opulence, and later he was promoted back home, back to Godhead. Chapter 82 contains 48 verses. This chapter describes how the Yadavas went to Kiruksatra because of a solar eclipse and how other kings spoke to them of Krishna. At this meeting, Krishna satisfied Nanda Maharaja and the residents of Vrindavana, who had also come there. Chapter 83 contains 43 verses, describing how the women assembled at Kiruksatra engaged in topics of Sri Krishna, and how Draupadi asked all Krishna's queens about how they had married him. Chapter 84 contains 71 verses. As described in this chapter, when great sages went to see Krishna at Kiruksatra, Krishna took this opportunity to praise them. Because Vasudeva desired to perform a great sacrifice on this occasion, the sages advised him regarding worship of Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. After the Yajna was performed, all who were present dispersed to their respective abodes. Chapter 85 contains 59 verses. At the request of his father and mother, Krishna, by his mercy, returned their dead sons, all of whom were liberated. Chapter 86 contains 59 verses. This chapter describes how Arjuna kidnapped Sabadra with a great fight. 
It also describes how Krishna went to Mithila to favor his devotee Bahulasva and stay at the house of Srutadeva and advise them about spiritual advancement. Chapter 87 contains 50 verses, describing the prayers offered to Narayana by the Vedas. Chapter 88 contains 40 verses. This chapter describes how Vaisnavas become transcendental by worshipping Lord Vishnu and then return home, back to Godhead. By worship of demigods, one may get material power, but this chapter describes how an ordinary living being in the material world can be favored by Lord Sri Krishna, and it establishes Lord Vishnu's supremacy above Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva. Chapter 89 contains 65 verses, disclosing who is the best among the material deities. Although Vishnu is among the three deities Brahma, Vishnu and Mahasvara he is transcendental and supreme. In this chapter we also find a description of how Krishna and Arjuna went to Mahakalapura to deliver the son of Advaraka Brahmana, and how Arjuna was astonished. Chapter 90 contains 50 verses. This chapter summarizes Krishna's lilas and presents the logic of Madhurana Samatayat, establishing that everything ends well in transcendental bliss. SB 10.1, The Advent of Lord Krishna, Introduction. 1. The Advent of Lord Krishna, Introduction. SB 10.1 Summary. The summary of the first chapter is, as follows. This chapter describes how Kamsa, frightened by hearing an omen about his being killed by the eighth son of Devaki, killed Devaki's sons one after another. When Sukadeva Gosvami finished describing the dynasty of Yadu, as well as the dynasties of the Moon God and Sun God, Maharaja Pirikshit requested him to describe Lord Krishna, who appeared with Daladeva in the Yadu dynasty, and how Krishna performed his activities within this world. Krishna is transcendental, the king said, and therefore to understand his activities is the occupation of liberated persons. Hearing of Krishna Lila is the boat by which to achieve the ultimate goal of life. Except for an animal killer or one who is following a policy of suicide, every intelligent person must strive to understand Krishna and his activities. Krishna was the only worshipable deity for the Pandavas. When Maharaja Pirikshit was in the womb of his mother, Adra, Krishna saved him from the attack of the Brahmastra. Now Maharaja Pirikshit asked Sukadeva Gosvami how his lordship Daladeva, the son of Raghini, could have appeared in the womb of Devaki. Why did Krishna transfer himself from Mathura to Vrindavana, King Pirikshit asked, and how did he live there with his family members? What did Krishna do in Mathura and Vrindavana, and why did he kill his maternal uncle Kamsa? For, how many years did Krishna reside in Dvaraka, and how many queens did he have? Maharaja Pirikshit asked Sukadeva Gosvami all these questions. He also requested Sukadeva Gosvami to describe other activities of Krishna about which he could not inquire. When Sukadeva Gosvami began to speak about Krishna consciousness, Maharaja Pirikshit forgot the fatigue brought about by his fasting. Enthusiastic to describe Krishna, Sukadeva Gosvami said, like the waters of the Gangs, descriptions of the activities of Krishna can purify the entire universe. The speaker, the inquirer and the audience all become purified. Once, when the entire world was overburdened by the increasing military power of demons in the form of kings, Mother Earth assumed the shape of a cow and approached Lord Brahma for relief. Sympathetic to Mother Earth's lamentation, Brahma, accompanied by Lord Shiva and other demigods, took the cow-shaped Mother Earth to the shore of the Milk Ocean, where he offered prayers to please Lord Vishnu, who lay there on an island in transcendental ecstasy. Brahma thereafter understood the advice of Matavisnu, who informed him that he would appear on the surface of the earth to mitigate the burden created by the demons. The demigods, along with their wives, should appear there, as associates of Lord Krishna in the family of Yadu to increase the sons and grandsons in that dynasty. By the will of Lord Krishna, Anantadeva would appear first, as Balarama, and Krishna's potency, Yagamaya, would also appear. Brahma informed Mother Earth about all this, and then he returned to his own abode. After marrying Devaki, Vasudeva was returning home with her on a chariot driven by Kamsa, her brother, when an ominous voice addressed Kamsa, warning him that Devaki's eighth son would kill him. Upon hearing this omen, Kamsa was immediately ready to kill Devaki, but Vasudeva diplomatically began to instruct him. Vasudeva stressed that it would not be good for Kamsa to kill his younger sister, especially at the time of her marriage. Anyone who possesses a material body must die, Vasudeva advised him. 
Every living entity lives in a body for some time and then transmigrates to another body, but one is unfortunately misled into accepting the body as the soul. If a person under this mistaken conception wants to kill another body, he is condemned as hellish. Because Kamsa was not satisfied by Vasudeva's instructions, Vasudeva devised a plan. He offered to bring Kamsa all of Devaki's children, so that Kamsa could kill them. Why then should Kamsa kill Devaki now? Kamsa was satisfied by this proposal. In due course of time, when Devaki gave birth to a child, Vasudeva brought the newborn baby to Kamsa, who, upon seeing Vasudeva's magnanimity, was struck with wonder. When Vasudeva gave Kamsa the child, Kamsa, showing some intelligence, said that, since he was to be killed by the eighth child, why should he kill the first? Although Vasudeva did not trust him, Kamsa requested Vasudeva to take the child back. Later, however, after Narada approached Kamsa and disclosed to him that the demigods were appearing in the Yadu and Vrasni dynasties and conspiring to kill him, Kamsa decided to kill all the children born in these families, and he also decided that any child born from the womb of Devaki must be killed. Thus he arrested and imprisoned both Devaki and Vasudeva and killed six of their sons, one after another. Narada had also informed Kamsa that in...